Attention musicians of all levels. It's not always easy picking out a song by ear. Sometimes you need a little help. Well, I have the app for you. Whether you're a professional musician or a beginner, Ultimate Guitar is an amazing app. For just $2.99, you get the chords and tabs on guitar, bass, or ukulele for over a million songs. They're all available at your fingertips. You also get tools like a tuner, metronome, chord library, lessons, videos, and more. You can find out any song you want. It also has like transpose button. It has auto scroll that you can change the speed to so you can play along with the song. A lot of the songs have the lyrics there so you can sing along with them. Ultimate Guitar is an amazing app. Just go to ultimateguitar.com or download the app to your phone today and start playing. Start playing any song you want. Ultimate Guitar, that's the place for you. Let's get down. Hey gang, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of How Did I Get Here? I know you have a lot of choices out there, and the fact that you're listening to this episode right now is not lost on me, so thank you. I'm not sure what platform you're listening on, but whatever platform you're on, give us a follow. And if you like what you hear, leave us a rating. It takes just a second, and it means the world to me. Plus, it really helps the show. So thank you in advance. And remember, the last 100 episodes of How Did I Get Here are available on all streaming services. Now, enjoy the show. Johnny, I'm your host. Welcome to another episode of How Did I Get Here from the Vault, where we reach back into our vault of well over a thousand episodes. Pull one out, shine it up, and re-release it just in case you missed it or in case you want to hear it again. Gang, we're going back in time today. We're going all the way back to episode 37, released on January 12, 2012, with uh, Steve Terabecki and Austin Jenkins from Austin band White Denim. Yeah, man, they had just released a record called D. That was out and available at the time. This is back in 2012. And they were about to hit the road. Like the next week, they were about to hit the road with Wilco for their West Coast tour. Well, since then, tons of things have happened for White Denim. I do not think that Austin Jenkins is in the band anymore. I don't think they've been terribly active. They put out a... uh, uh, they did a record with with another band that came out like a last year, but I haven't seen a lot of new releases from them. But you can find them at White Denim. Just look up White Denim. They have a weird website. Anyway... Steve and Austin and I have a really great conversation about what the band was up to at the time, the excitement that was kind of following them. They had just played a bunch of big British festivals like the Reading Festival and the Leeds Festival. And, uh, and as I said, they were about to hit the road going on, the, on tour opening for the great Wilco. And uh, yeah, White Denim, amazing Austin band with a rich history in this town. All right. I hope you enjoy it. This is from episode 37. From January 12th, 2012, this is Steve Terabecki and Austin Jenkins from White Denim. Let's get down, gang. What are they saying on How Did I Get Here? I can fit in anywhere. I mean, really, I feel if if there's people in front of me, they're going to like it. You know, like, why am I here? What is my purpose? Yes, we have long hair. Yes, we smoke pot. But we love this music. The thing was, it was the song. I do say that. You do? Yeah. With that attitude? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The minute things get uncomfortable... Uh, if I can walk away, I will. Now the most important thing to me are my friendships that I've made 
and continue to make yeah. in this business. It's just you feel so small and insignificant. What do we define as a professional musician? I could just be playing Tibetan bowls with like random chanting lyrics. <laughs> um, I think some switch had been flipped in me at that point where it was like I was never going back. A naughty nurse. I had Dominique the Dominatrix. You know, these, <laughs> these characters made me a lot of money. Oh, I'm standing up in front of a room full of people demanding that they pay attention to me. Like, if I deconstruct this away from music, it's kind of a weird thing to do, be able to stand up and be like, hey, everybody, just shut up and listen to what I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's How Did I Get Here with me, Johnny Gowdy. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get down. Department. I have uh, members of White Denim. Steve, say hello. How's it going? Austin. Hello, how's it going? Uh, Austin, you're the newest member? That's correct, yeah. Yeah? When did you join? And I joined about a year ago. I think in August was the first time uh, that I uh, played with the group, uh, like formally in a setting. I had uh, met them prior to that, um, a couple years before, um, playing shows, and then did a New Year's show with them, and then joined, I think, officially in August. Right, yeah. and you played with both Black and Pink Nasty, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. You're like the nasty, yeah, nasty I, I, boy. I like the nasty stuff. <laughs> Excellent, man. So um, so you guys just had an album that came out? Yeah, um, I think it came out in May, yeah. Yeah, and then you guys did a tour with uh, with Wilco on the West Coast. How was that? Oh, we're, we're about to. Oh, you're about to. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I read that we're wrong. leaving yeah. Wednesday. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. We're just wow. about to leave, yeah. Really, yeah, really soon. How excited are you? Was it was that like a hand pick kind of thing? Like did they, or was it some kind of like rock and roll favor or uh, something? I'm not sure. You know, we yeah. we played with them at uh, Sasquatch Festival. Um, what is that? A few months ago, it's this really great festival that happens in uh, Washington State. Uh huh. Um, in a in a gorge, just like a huge valley. It's like really beautiful setting. And we played with them there, mm-hmm. and we met them there, and. Um, I don't know. Like a couple months later, we got a, we got an offer. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah, it's exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. So, how many dates are you doing? Seventeen or eighteen dates. I, I think, think it's eighteen shows. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's a lot. Wow, congratulations, <laughs> yeah. man! That's amazing. Yeah, anyway, so um, let's uh, let's. I'm trying to figure out where to start with you guys. So, so the band started in 2005, and it came together out of two other bands. Right. 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 And you were in one of those bands. I was in Peach Train. Okay. Yeah. And so you guys started out as a power trio. Mm-hmm. And you made yeah. your first record uh, in 2007. That was your uh, in EP. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. Yep. Um, uh, talk to me about that. So uh, you guys got together as a band. Did you start playing shows, or did you start writing songs, or? Yeah, I mean, we uh, we um, we had been playing since uh, as White Denim since 2006, just playing a lot of shows um, and demoing out at uh, Josh's studio. Uh huh. Um, 
And, uh, you know, we would just do it on the weekends because we all had jobs. I was in school. Uh-huh. So it was just like a really part-time thing. And uh, let's talk about it. Was what probably... were you in school for? Sorry. Oh, and that's okay. Uh, sociology. Yeah? Yeah. Did you graduate? Um, I have one class left. Okay. So one day. You're going to um, do that on I'm Phoenix close, uh, I'm close on the enough. bus? <laughs> yeah, it's a Spanish class. So oh. <laughs> um, it should be should be easy enough when whenever I get around to it. But uh, let's talk about it. it was sort of a re- uh, an EP that was recorded just over like many weekends uh, right. throughout 2006 and 2007. And then um, after that came out, like we started touring and like the ball started rolling a little bit more. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. I was listening to your record this morning. I was, I was, uh, I was really feeling like, so is, is there like a music school uh, person in the band or are all of you? Uh, we... There's, I don't want to say muso because I don't know if that has a bad connotation to it, but you guys can play in different time signatures. You do weird shit in your songs in a progressive manner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not, 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 and that by no means is weird. Yeah. But, um, but it, it sounds like somebody is, is really knowledgeable. At least somebody is, if not all, everybody. Uh, yeah, I think um, three of us went to, went to school for music at least for a little while. Um, yeah. Some, I think you you went for like four years. Yeah, I went for yeah. almost four years. Yeah, I didn't finish either, which I should have, but uh, but I didn't. I know some things about it. I think everyone in the band though seems yeah. to be really knowledgeable and yeah. uh, about music, and uh, I think there's like a really everyone listens to a lot of a lot of different styles of music. So yeah, I think that that kind of helps inform it too. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I'd say that and we we spend time playing. Yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. and there's definitely like like. Uh, uh, I don't want to say there's a jazz, but there's a jazz influence in that there's a lot of outside shit happening, mm-hmm. you know, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, shit you don't normally hear in three chord songs or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so that yeah. uh, keeps it very, very interesting. Cool. So Thanks. when you guys put that out, you were a trio. Uh, you put out that first EP, you guys were a trio. Mm-hmm. And did you tour behind it? Did you guys get serious afterwards or did you still kind of keep it as like a side thing because you were in school? Um, <clears throat> well, I was finishing school um, right around that the time that that EP came out. And then we uh, we went on our first tour um, in October of 2007. Okay. We kind of all like um, decided to quit our jobs and just go for it. Um, and so we, we started touring. And... You were in the van then, or not no, yet? No, no, not yet. So yeah. then, then it was just a trio, and you got in a van, and it, you just went the three of you guys. Yeah, it was just the three of us um, on your own, or did you hook up with other bands? Or uh, we would play with other bands. We, you know, we toured um, a little bit with White Rabbits and the Walkmen um, early on. Um, yeah, we toured with a bunch of bands. Um, you know, then we played South by Southwest, and then we got asked to go over to Europe in two thousand eight yeah. for our uh, first full length record. Um, Tell me about that. Did you guys get a deal over there or booking agent or something? Yeah, I think we had a, you know, we had um, a bunch of songs that we were just selling um, as a CDR. And uh-huh. um, I guess uh, this uh, record label, Full Time Hobby, saw us at South by Southwest. Right. Um, yeah, and, and offered us a, a two-record deal. Um, and then we ended up over there um, in Europe probably a month later, um, yeah. late April. And, um, yeah. How long did you, did you tour with anyone over there? Did you guys kind of do it on your own? Did you get a lot of support? Um, what was the reaction? It was good. Um, yeah. we, we played a lot of festivals. We played Glastonbury. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, Reading and Leeds. Um, so we like kind of dove right into it. Um, I'm trying to think of the bands we toured with. Um, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, we, uh, I mean, we toured with a band called Six Nation State for a long time over uh -huh. there, which is a, a band from London. Um, um, we've toured with so many people. I'm, I'm and you toured all the Europe, not just the UK. You toured. Yeah, yeah, Norway and Germany, and yeah, um, yeah, we haven't hit Italy yet, but mm. mostly um, the Norwegian com or the uh, Scandinavian <laughs> countries, and yeah. Yeah, are you got? Uh, have you gone on in support of this album yet, or are you gonna go later this year? Or? Um, yeah, we we um, we've toured um, we've toured Europe and uh, U.S. Uh, one time around on this on this record. Um, here we toured with Manchester Orchestra. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, and then uh, let me see. Portugal the man. Portugal the man we toured with. Um, in the U.K., oh, um, it was a, a band called Royal Bangs. Yeah, Royal Bangs. Yeah. That we played with. That's um, really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, okay, well, that's awesome. So then in, uh, in, in 2008, that was a record that was, like, named one of Rolling Stone's top 50 albums. Um, I, I can't so. even remember, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I remember, I remember <laughs> that happening. I love that. Do you? Proud. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. I, was, I would go to, a lot, like, as many hometown shows as I could when I would watch the band at that point. So, yeah, I, do, I remember that happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so did that, did those kind of things, did those kind of things boost your, uh, 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 visibility or 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 buzz or do you, do you even care? I like I like that I like that you kind of are bewildered by trying to figure out when things happened. Yeah, um, I mean, I th you don't read the trades. I mean, I I do, but um, I don't know. I I don't save them, but uh, like I think um, I think it does help, mm -hmm. but um, I'm not sure. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure it helps. helps. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it helps, like with your own press when you're putting it out, yeah. and maybe you know people will hear because I mean there are mm -hmm. times that I open up things and I see a new band that got something like that, and I'm like, wow, this you know it sounds like something that I would be into listening to. And I get the record totally. So um, so I'm sorry, you guys, you guys, then you you uh, you put out this record, Exposition, is that? Or uh, explosion. Explosion. Yeah. Sorry, it's, it's sort of a. It's not a real word. <laughs> no, it's not. That's why I read it weird. Yeah, I thought there might have been an L missing, and then I was like, someone misspelled something. Yeah, yeah, we misspelled you're, it. You're yeah. only making it. And all this time, all this time, you guys, you guys own your own publishing. You own your own masters of your records and stuff. Or you, uh, or, or, or we do don't anymore. No. Yeah. In the in the U.S., who who are you who are you signed to? Uh, now it's Downtown Records. Okay, who else do they have? Uh, is it? What? Where is it? Label based? It's out of New, New York. York. Yeah. I have Cold War Kids. Oh, okay. Uh, Major Laser. Santa Gold. Um, who else? I think there's a couple things. Uh, Mike Snow is on there. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, gosh, uh, Lizzie Truly. She I, I feel like she yeah, is on there. Yeah. The, well, let me ask you this: on the records before, you seem to have gotten traction like without any sort of uh, label. Then, right? You you were kind of doing that stuff on your own, and maybe. Did you have management or something? Or we some had, kind of We had guide? management, but I feel like um we, we had a label in Europe and okay. I felt like there was a lot of um like uh it like bled over to the US a lot right. from the press that we got in Europe. Because we had a label in Europe um uh, in two thousand eight. Okay. And um I think that helped a lot with because we released our records um in the US. Well, at least our first record in the US we released ourselves. And then downtown picked up Fitz um in two thousand nine. Okay. How did that do? Do you guys toured on that too? Yes. Yeah, I mean, we toured we toured extremely heavily in 2008, 2009 and this year. We kind of um spent a lot of 2010 recording. Okay. Mm -hmm. I and mean, do you guys do you guys like write together or is there like a 
you know, how does it, how does that work? How does the writing work? Uh, it's and a, has it evolved since you've gotten in the band? I mean, you're on this record, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's been it's sort of constantly evolved. Um, I'd say the majority um, of the way it works is um, James uh, will have a. Uh, um, like lyrics and a guitar part um, right. that he'll have like uh, demoed out, like recorded. Right. And then we'll sort of work on parts um, to that. Um, sometimes we'll take it to the rehearsal space and work on uh, working on it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you kind of like tear down, like when you say that he brings you a demo, it's just it's just acoustic in him or is it like kind of a more fully realized demo? Um, both. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes it's um, pretty layered with uh, like multiple guitar parts multiple and guitars and harmonies and stuff. Yeah, vocal right. harmonies. I thought it was really interesting uh the when I first joined the band, the first record that I was uh, got to play on, I was really excited about the the last day of summer record, the record that kind of came out uh in I think it was August or July of t- 2008. Yeah, 10. 2010. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, around then. Maybe September. Actually. September, September yeah. of 2010. Okay. Um but yeah, the, the way that the the guys were working I thought was really cool because it was just like kind of sending tracks back and forth through email and then adding things to them and then like being like oh that's really that's really great uh, something I hear kind of goes with that and then you kind of build this this structure on top of something that was already existing and it was really yeah. cool and you kind of had these different levels and layers to choose from like okay like in this part let's go back to the initial structure and then let's take it into this other area and then work it back it was cool mm-hmm. it provided a lot of freedom i think yeah man. it was really fun and it, it actually yeah. it's almost like everyone gets to be their own producer on their own like mm-hmm. you guys were kind of recording this stuff on your own mm-hmm. well yeah. we sort of wrote that way yeah and then like when we knew we had right the part down then we um we re-recorded it mm-hmm. um right. yeah at josh's so it was like place. yeah at yeah. josh's place really so fun. i guess yeah. It, yeah the writing process you guys kind of got to give it like so so the, there's no like ego like you know Nobody comes in with a part for a song that's already there written by James, and James is like, you know, fuck off. And he's open enough to, oh, to yeah, bring totally. in all this stuff. Okay? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, really. Yeah. That's great, man. That, that makes for a really healthy environment. It's really fun, yeah. And so how did you guys end up recording that record? Oh, Last Night Summer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was the last record we recorded out at Josh's uh, trailer. It was a trailer out in Driftwood, Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it's an Airstream trailer, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's fun. You know, minimal kind of uh, setup, and he's but, the drummer. Um, yeah, is, is that like? It, does he use that studio to record other people, or is it just basically the the uh, White Denim studio? He uh, he did record um, other people um, when he when he had it, um, uh-huh. but uh, not. I don't think very many. No, just I think maybe people that we knew. And did you did you take? Was that done over a series of weekends, or did you guys actually go out, sit down, and and record a record? I feel like it was multiple days in a row, like consecutive days yeah, in a row yeah. from a couple weeks. It was, I feel it was like. pretty quick. I yeah. think the whole last day of summer record was from start to finish was about a month. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. from like the tunes getting mapped out to recording them to mixing them and yeah. mastering them. I think it took a month. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was not a lot of a lot of yeah, not a lot of time. A lot of long days, but yeah, yeah, it was it a was. month. What did you think, uh, Steve? What what did Austin bring to the band when he came in? Like what what. Uh, what became different, or did did anything become? What what Man. became enhanced? Yeah, I mean it it sort of um like uh it really opened up a lot of stuff. I mean we um we really played a lot of um, new stuff that we never like old songs that we never played because we just couldn't handle it or right. um you know take care of um, all the parts um like um and on and our new stuff is so different from our old stuff. Um, we've really just sort of kind of gone in a new direction with them. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, that's good, man. Yeah, that's fun. Um, okay, so then you guys put out Last Day of Summer, or Last Day of Summer. Sorry, Last Day of Summer. And then did you toured behind that as well? Um, A little bit? Not really. It no? was sort of, um, yeah. it was sort of uh, something that like came out. Um, like, uh, we really wouldn't have released it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Why is that? The circumstances, it was just kind of a weird situation with the making of D. Um, it took way longer than um, we expected it to, mm-hmm. like with uh, working with our label and stuff. Right. Um, and so we did that um, record basically um, while we were waiting. Um, just uh, And we put it on our line, um, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, on our website um, for uh, just a donation, uh-huh. um, just to like help supplement. Um, like an upcoming tour yeah, <laughs> that we were going on. We wanted to like help it um, basically have it help us go on tour yeah how did how did that donation thing work because it's all it's all so different now you know yeah, yeah. i mean uh, like selling music is a very difficult thing yeah. to do mm-hmm. i mean even the biggest people in the world have a problem with it so <laughs> yeah. when you're asking for donations did you find that some people were giving like 50 bucks um i think a no? couple people did yeah yeah but um but really uh in the i mean grand scheme of things i think james said it the other day that it ended up being about a nickel per download yeah. Um, average <laughs> cheap ass motherfuckers. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, the people that did donate um, donated really like yeah, um, like yeah nicely. Bought, yeah. Like, it was almost it was they were treating it kind of like an iTunes thing for the most part. Like people, you know, however many songs it would be about nine cents per song or That's ten dollars cool. or whatever. Yes. Yeah, so and it did it help? It did really it end cool. up help supplementing the tour? Yeah. So I mean, it did. It did help yeah. us yeah. Uh, get helped. out there. Yeah. Um, so yep. You didn't have a you didn't have a label. Or you weren't on the label with that record, so yeah, that that record did not come out on the label. So you basically had no it, interference. So let me ask you: When you signed with Downtown, was your newest record already made, or did you sign with them and then they gave you the money to go in and make this record? Well, they um we had already made fits um, okay. and released fits in Europe. Okay, um, and then we signed with Downtown, and, and they, they just act- bought the record. They, mm-hmm. Yeah, and they actually released Fitz like three or four months after it was released in Europe okay. and the U.S. Um, and then D was the next record that we released, which ended up being two years after Fitz. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so, we were still on the label with A Last Day of Summer. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of um, just said, okay, sure, you can put it online. Yeah, they gave okay. us the green light okay. to put it out without their involvement, basically. Right. Yeah. So with Fitz... Did you get, you guys said that the last record you did at Josh's house was the last day of summer? So, so Fitz, where did you do that? How did you uh, do that? Yeah, we did that at Josh's. Oh, at Josh's. House. Okay, yeah. so all right. And then so D, then D was done. Then D. Yeah. Talk to me about that. In a studio that was done in a studio here um, in Austin, or yeah, um, at Lakeside Studio, I'd say primarily. Steve can probably speak to more of that. He was on the initial recording process. Mm-hmm. I kind of oh just right came right at the end and did overdubs. Yeah. Um, Lakeside Studios, a guy named Ryan Joseph who owns that, and uh, Fifth Street Studios, um, and uh, we just went out there. It's a really, really nice. I think none of the gear is um, old. I mean, uh, newer than nineteen seventy-seven. Really, and uh, yeah, it was. It has really a really nice. warm sound. The record, yeah, so that's good. Yeah. Did you record it to tape, or no? We did. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh wow, twenty-four track, two inch, or mm-hmm. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool studio machine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And did you like mix down to tape, or did it ever go to? Uh, did you ever? Did you put it in 
like some people like recorded the tape and then put it on Pro Tools and then yeah, it did it did hit um, the digital realm, yeah. but it uh it went back to it's nothing, tape and it's nothing. It's not, yeah, it's, <laughs> not, it's not it's not a shameful thing. Yeah. <laughs> it sort of is. I yeah, mean. <laughs> yeah would have been. Were you guys consciously going for that? You were like, hey, I want to make like this warm record that comes from a time that sounds like when people use tape. Yeah, I mean, we were going for that um, when all when we were just recording in the Logic um, out at Josh's studio. So I mean, we were really excited when uh, when we saw that there was a tape machine in there. Yeah, and did you guys produce this one yourselves or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never did. worked with an outside producer, or um, we did for um, for uh, one song, mm-hmm. dr- uh, the song "Drug," uh-huh. um, and uh, yeah, he produced that song, uh, Mike McCarthy. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and then he mixed uh, half of the About record of as the well. Record, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, Josh mixed um, half of it, and then Mike mixed half of it. And right. Mike produced uh, the song "Drug." Yeah, at his studio, we recorded that there actually right. at Mike's mm-hmm. studio. Um, how did you like working with Mike? He's he's a great yeah, yeah he's awesome man. He's uh, great ears. Yeah, a re- really smart guy. Yeah, and uh, great producer. Yeah, he's yeah, great. And bummed out, which is what I like in a, in, in like a guy. That's in the studio. <laughs> Something's wrong is always happening to him, which is what I always love about. Him. Um, I uh, I worked with him a long time ago, and uh, uh, we made a record together. And there were just so many things that made me laugh about that dude. Like, I, I got him a, a, a Eat Right for Your Blood type book for his birthday. It was oh. the worst fucking thing I ever did. It ruined the making of our record. Like, we'd be like, Hey, let's go get some barbecue. Be like, Man, you know, I'm. It's just that my blood type is O, and I really should be eating sushi. This kind of thing. So, uh, an interesting cat to to hang with. Did you? Were you with him in the studio? When yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And then Did, we we got to go in and watch him do some mixing and well as well as you know talk about it and everything like that. Yeah, he's cool. a you know what for a band that's producing themselves and has control over what their vision is. He's he's probably a really good guy because he's a guy that that really will listen mm-hmm. and kind of like well what what is it that you you know. Mm-hmm. He's he's open and he he knows a lot of music and a lot of really cool references. Like yeah. he put on some uh, some early grand funk. Yeah, I thought that that was really mm-hmm. badass. Yeah, there's uh, the song that I just played, um, Best Street, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it has like this sort of like uh, the intro has this southern rock vibe almost. You know, mm-hmm. you guys who listens to southern rock here, all of you, Shoot, yeah, I, think I think all of us. Yeah. What what uh, like there's so many imp- like uh, genres of music when it's described. It's it's described as Garage rock, which I agree. Indie rock, which I agree. Prog, uh, progressive rock, which I agree. Post punk, which I agree as well. Dub, I don't hear as much, but psychedelic rock, acid blues, <laughs> yeah. experimental rock, and new prog. <laughs> Who threw in dub? Did you guys do that just to fuck with people? Like on no, MySpace? I think because I put that I was French pop on MySpace. I think oh, that's that's, cool. uh, that's, that's the Wikipedia um, description, right? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. What is it? I don't know who wrote that. Yeah. I was listening to the record. I was waiting for someone to be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Dub is, Dub is great music, but yeah, I don't know if we play mm-hmm. any Dub. No. Um, well, we haven't recorded Dub. <laughs> yeah. You haven't recorded Dub yet? Yeah. Maybe maybe you should have uh, find like a good Dub mixer and like remix your singles. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd the be style cool. of Dub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be lane. fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you guys leave and you're gonna go to the to the west coast, and you're gonna. Are you guys gonna be in a van? Are you? Yeah, yeah. Be in a van following a bus. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fifteen passengers. I mean, they they uh they have to be there at ten a.m. and we don't have to be there till four. So it's, that's pretty it's good. Kind of okay. Yeah. You, guys. yeah, you get to get to drive a little bit. <laughs> 
And um, let me add, are you guys playing any like uh, like uh, historic venues? Are you playing like the Fillmore or anything like that? Or there's some beautiful spaces on there. Yeah, um, some, are you theaters mostly? Yeah, right? it's yeah. mostly theaters. Uh, yeah, gosh, I can't even think of. Uh, it's when I looked at them, I was just really excited, just because they look like really beautiful buildings that you want to be inside. The of, the Wiltern. Sure. Yeah, the Wiltern in Los Angeles is going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's the place in Spokane called? Yeah, I can't. Um, I can't even remember the yeah. names. It's all like. Uh, it's all kind yeah. of in there together, but some beautiful spaces. Yeah. Know, it's going to be neat. And, uh, and then after that, do you guys have anything planned? Are you going to go to Europe this summer and, and play festivals again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. Um, we're, we're doing another uh, U.S. tour on our own in April. Okay. Um, and then um, we're playing uh, a few dates in Brazil mm-hmm. um, in May. Are mm-hmm. you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Wow. What's the show there? Uh, I know we're playing in um, Sao Paulo, but I, and then there's two cities I've never heard of. Yeah, um, like I guess <laughs> in the surrounding area, yeah. somewhere around. There. Um, yeah. I don't think it's a festival. Yeah, I don't know if but, they um, are either. Yeah, wow. I'm, not, I'm not sure the specifics on that yet. Mm-hmm. But um, and then we're uh, going to Europe in mid-May mm-hmm. um, yeah. to early June, and we're playing Primavera in Spain, and then um, yeah, and then we're coming back. Yeah, back to the mm-hmm. US, yeah. And I think that will be the, the end. Oh, and uh, at the end, Bonnaroo. Yeah, Bonnaroo and Chile. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think that'll be the end of this the cycle. And then we like, might play a couple more festivals throughout the summer, but mm-hmm. we're not sure yet. Yeah. But we'll start recording. Yeah. Oh, you, do you guys already have songs for... Yeah. Yeah? Are you playing them out? Are you... Uh, are you mostly like on this tour when you're opening for Wilco, what do you have, like 30, 40 minutes or something? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. We've been kind of toying with a couple different sets toying that sounds ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> playing a well no I mean this is, this is a pretty big yeah. this is a pretty big break you know yeah. the window opens you want to make the most of it so like I mean like are you are you guys I know that that in a in a in a world of uh, I know that when I've toured and I go city to city you find a fucking set that works I don't think there's really anything wrong with playing the same fucking set every night sometimes you change it yeah. up because you do get bored but you know this song is gonna work when yeah. you come out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. It feels that way. You yeah, know, and you have those songs that when you're losing an audience, almost like a stand-up comic. Like you know this one joke that you don't really pull out unless you're fucking gonna die. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, Definitely. There's yeah. It's kind of certain certain things feel good, especially like in groups or like uh you know and like sets of tunes and everything like that. We I think we've been kind of experimenting. I guess I should say with like a doing like a the D album as a whole yeah as well so we've been doing that a lot and then also kind of throwing in uh like a a lot of stuff from last day of summer as well yeah because i mean you guys do have like you have the discography and i mean when you're out now are you you're going to mostly be focusing on d though i think so yeah on on this tour because the because we have just a 34 minute 40 minute slot but when on in april when um we play our own. We'll probably play for like an hour and a half or, yeah. oh, okay. or longer, yeah. Well, I'm getting confused because we're playing tomorrow night and we've been practicing two sets. Right. Um, two, pr- two pretty long sets. So right. Well, let's talk about tomorrow night. Tomorrow night you guys are playing at Hotel Vegas in Austin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna try and put this, this up today so we can get it out there and, you know, I'm awesome. sure that whatever, to help you guys get some people. So you're going to do two sets, one at... At what time do you guys play? I think it's 10 to 10.45 mm-hmm. and then... Eleven thirty to twelve fifteen, I think. I, th- I think. Oh, right. yeah. so you're not playing after? You don't have one that starts at twelve. Okay. Wait, you're doing two sets like the Grateful Dead? Do you guys smoke pot or something? <laughs> <laughs> then it's gonna go back and like smoke it out. 
We should. Yeah, I, we should. I'll be wearing. It was backstage. Like everyone gets a blowjob from somebody. It's unbelievable. It's like, uh, like, or is someone gonna play a guitar solo during that yeah, song? Probably. Yeah. The closest I get to the Grateful Dead is uh, eating Cherry Garcia. Oh uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> but me I love, too. I love their music though. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you? Great. Yeah. What else do you guys listen to? Like, what are you listening to right now? Oh man. Um, well. well Oh. Go ahead. What's the last thing you bought that you're like fucking brought to other people and you're like, "Ah, oh, dude, check this out." Probably um for me um this band Necromandus. Oh my god. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're uh, they released one record in 1970, <laughs> I think, or maybe 71. Necromandus? Yeah, they're from Birmingham, England, and it's just um I man, I don't even know how to explain it. Um it's sort of like it's this will sound bad, but it's sort of like metal prog. Yeah. Um I mean, it's sort of like the early Necromandus yeah. sounds like a metal prog band. Yeah. I'm not gonna say that's bad. And yeah. they're not really like they're not really not metal dark. prog like yeah. Dream Theater or something. Yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. that's the thing yeah. is like I never yeah. want to I never yeah. want to lay a band uh, or like an at the drive-in band who is progressive or Radiohead is progressive. But when you use that word, you're immediately going like, oh yeah, these guys are are Dream Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and not, whatever not else in, that, vein. in yeah. that genre. Yeah, it would be almost kind of like. Maybe if Black Sabbath was kind of a prog band. Yeah, um, yeah, like and I mean that. Tony Iommi uh, produced the record. Yeah. Oh so, really? Yeah. Okay. It's pretty cool. Uh, the guitar playing is. To, it's to really Sabbath, cool actually. To me, Sabbath though, like in the first record, there's almost like these times where they're like a heavy Grateful Dead. Like oh, they totally. go into yeah. these worlds of like yeah. jam. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and definitely. you know, just riffing out. That's yeah. uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I love that band, man. What else? Necromandus. I'm gonna get this. Yeah, I bought a, cool. a a bluegrass record that I've been really digging by this guy named Brian Sutton, um, and it was just a uh, I, I like uh, acoustic guitar and bluegrass instruments yeah. a lot, and that kind of instrumentation. Everybody like around one mic and stepping up to the yeah. soloing. So, I think it's called. Uh, Bluegrass guitar. It's a pretty standard <laughs> record, standard name. but uh, the band is it really is killing. Is. Yeah, and it's cool because it's like the thing I like about bluegrass and kind of with jazz as well is like you get a lot of um, uh, different age groups playing together. You know what I mean? Like there's like I think the f- yeah fiddle player on the record is maybe like seventy five years old or something like that, and this uh, Brian Sutton guy's like in his thirties, and you know like there's some younger and older kind of cross generational right. stuff, and so you get a lot of this cool especially with bluegrass and jazz as well, like folklore happening in the yeah. music. So it's cool, like a lot of people telling their own story. And uh, yeah, they sing really well together and they play killer. Yeah, yeah it's interesting because in that, at that point, they're not, they're not trying to do something like a rock or a pop band with like a look or like a fucking vibe <laughs> yeah. or something. It's literally like they're, they're, they're in a, a line of tradition, almost like, like, uh, like the way Indian uh, music is approached. You For know, like sure. you, yeah. if you're going to be a tabla player, you literally are alone with a tabla in a room for fucking 25 years and then you come out totally. and join like your 75 year old mentor yeah, you know yeah, and jam totally. with him it's pretty cool and that's a really good record as well so tomorrow night at Hotel Vegas tomorrow night is uh, is Friday the 13th yeah. is that what you guys uh, so there's no opening band if it's two sets right it's two sets and a DJ and yeah. a DJ yeah that's right oh okay cool afterwards or before I think before in between and after oh I love it it's gonna be a, yeah. I think what kind of a fun party yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it will be. Uh, maybe I'll come. I, I have a gig tomorrow, but I think it ends at midnight. So, cool. so I was we'll thinking be, if we'll you guys were starting at midnight, <laughs> yeah. I would, yeah, maybe I'll go yeah. there and dance to the DJ <laughs> and see how it was. Cool. So, is there anything else we need to cover here? I mean, I don't. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we covered our, our history and our future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty fast. You guys, you guys don't have an affinity to talk about yourselves like some of my guests. <laughs> um, well, this is uh, Steve and Austin from White Denim. And let me just tell you this one thing. Together, your names are Steve Austin. That's a $6 million man. man. He played the Sasquatch Festival, and in an episode of the $6 million man, he fought Bigfoot. So everybody go to the the Hotel Vegas tomorrow and see uh, White Denim playing their two-set Grateful Dead show. And um, thank you guys for coming by. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having us. And congratulations. I love your music. Your record's great. Thanks. That sounded completely insincere, but I really did mean it. Thanks. Thank you. All right, man. So those are my new friends, uh, Steve and Austin from White Denim. Uh, again, they'll be playing tomorrow night at uh, Hotel Vegas. Tomorrow night is Friday the 13th, January 13th, 2012. 2012, uh, my guest on tomorrow's show will be uh, Wendy Colonna. Now here's some more White Denim. Thank you for listening.
Like electric light pole. We are a river to conceal 